the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a fact the Holy Spirit will never cause us to sin. He'll never lead us down a road that may seem good. But where He does lead us, oh, that's glorious, as we'll see next. Hi there, and welcome. Today on Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard will take us back to Galatians 5 once again, verses 22 through 26. The message is called, Where the Spirit Always Leads, and it really is a no-brainer. If the role of the Holy Spirit is to promote and glorify the Son by God's grace, then it would make sense that there are some specific things that the Holy Spirit will lead us into for that very purpose. Join us for an encouraging look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit from Paul's eyes out of Galatians chapter 5. Here's Pastor Phil. Richard Smallwood wrote a great song, sang it at Howard University. I like the name of the school. Um, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Have you ever heard it? Jesus, you're the center of my joy. If Jesus is the center of your joy, and I ask you, where is your joy? If you ever lose it, I know he's no longer the center of your life. Because he never changes, does he? Joy, if it's the Lord, because there are some days you're burying people, and you're not in a joyous mood. You don't have to, we don't want these phony smiles. Smile, you, I love Jesus. Oh, it's so phony. Just say you're struggling. That's all right. It doesn't mean you lost your joy. I don't like the circumstances. I don't like the pain. Let's be realist. Let's not paint on smiles. Oh, that is so phony. Let's just say, I am in pain. What, you mean you lost your joy? No, that would be meaning I lost my God. And I haven't lost my God, but I'm having circumstances that are not enjoyable, but I haven't lost the center of my joy. And the Spirit produces that kind of joy. Anybody ought to be happy about a raise. Peace, unruffledness of mind. This old Jewish rabbi, boy, I'm sure he's borrowing off the Jewish concept of shalom, well-being, prosperous in spirit and soul as well as physical. But in the New Testament, joy is joy and peace come from I'm at peace with God. My sins are forgiven. I'm not in a hostile relationship with God. And I'm not in a hostile relationship with people. I've become a peacemaker. Are you a peacemaker or a trouble starter? People who walk in the Spirit, are they love peace, and they emanate peace. Their words turn away wrath. Their, their manner is of such humility. 
Proverbs 12 says the source of all contention is pride. You can never get along with a person walking in pride because you can never do enough for them. You can't say good enough about them. You can't pay them enough. You can't clap enough because they're consumed with pride. When you're walking in love, you're so other-centered, you rejoice when the other is helped, when the other is put at ease. This is what the Spirit produces. Well, he produces a patience. Some prefer forbearance. And it's patience with people. Um, It's a long holding out of the mind uh, under provocation. Uh, As being around difficult people, difficult, uh, that's the primary focus. And remaining steadfast with difficult human relationships. A bad neighbor, a bad boss, bad employee. Uh, How we respond when the other person is not easy to get along with. Uh, What's the common way? Resort to anger, threats, ultimatums. The Spirit will lead you to forbear with people. You know what I marvel at this matter of patience? is the patience of mothers with little children. As I get older, for sure. (laughs) My uh, grandson was over yesterday, and he struggles to articulate. He's just four years old, and speaking is a little difficult. But his favorite word is, why? (laughs) And I'm have you ever just watered the tree? Why? <laughs> First time, your grandfather. Do it again. And um, why? And I told Deborah, I says, your dad's getting older. I want him already raised and trained. I want to know how much money they're making. I want to know if they're... I said, where do you get the patience? I don't even answer anymore. (laughs) And and when they leave, all I'm saying is, why? (laughs) Why? And as I talked to Deb, I said, you know what? I just learned something today. And she said, what? Now I understand how God feels about all my whys. Why, Lord? Down bow, you wouldn't get it if I told you. Why, Lord? Why? None of us say that, I'm not sure, but grandchildren do. Why? Can't you see what I'm doing? Why? No, I can't see what you're doing. I don't understand what you're doing. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, <laughs> forbearance. It's one reason it's hard to get people in children's department who wants to invest their lives in brats. Well, you'll never see it as an investment as long as they're brats. Love will change the way you appraise them. Love will give them value. 
Love will say they're destined for one destiny or the other. Love will say whatever we do to help another human being will never be wasted in divine reckoning. Love says I can find a way to put up a little bit longer because they've got worth. But if you don't love, you can never put up with. So what's the fountain of all this fruit? Love. Love. He goes on and he says uh, kindness. And kindness is a word that means uh, sweetness of temperament that puts others at ease. Sweetness of temperament. And it was used of old wine that had become mellow. I was used when Christ said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. It's this word, my yoke is mellow, mild. A goodness that is kind, which is amazing to me. If you hung out with Christ, you didn't hang out with someone that came across as an authoritarian dictator king. He was the kindest man on the earth. He was mellow to be around. Have you ever seen some people, they're in perpetual motion? Just, I mean, they're double-A personality. And, and, you say, and you know they don't listen to a thing you say because they've already got the answers to things you've never asked yet. They're, they're, they're patiently waiting for you to say something that you haven't even dreamed of because, boy, they're fast. And you're just wore out by the time you leave. You say, Whew, I've got to be in good shape just to be around them. They're exhausting. When you hang out with the Spirit, He produces in us a kindness with people that means we become mellow. Easy to be with. Us men who spend our lives in ministry have counseled a lot. Richard and I have done hundreds, thousands of hours of listening to human tragedies in the context of the church, and both of us in college were. The one ingredient that keeps people coming back is truth and kindness. The truth will set them free, and you can pay anyone to lie to you. Us men at the church promise to tell you the truth at no charge. You may not like it, but you'll like the bill. No charge. But kindness is the other element. Our people at ease around us. When we walk in the Spirit, we put even children at ease, as Jesus did. Goodness. The fruit of the Spirit called goodness is a word that meant to render a benefit to another. And it basically has the idea to desire another's well-being or happiness, and that it comes across. So you can't be competing with them, you can't be rivals, or you couldn't desire their well-being. And so goodness is that thing that's manifested in the body that they're, they're out for my well-being. I sense in them they care that I do well. That's goodness. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit of goodness. So beautiful. Then it comes to this word faith. And faith is highly debated. Uh, the most common view is faithfulness because it's talking about virtues. So it's talking about faithfulness. But I do like what Dr. Fee says about it. 
Faithfulness in our behavior only comes because we're walking in faith towards the faithfulness of God. When I walk in faith towards God, who is faithful, it produces a faithfulness in my devotion, a faithfulness in my service. I become reliable in my behavior because I'm relying on a faithful God. Do you get it? When we walk, you've got to walk by faith in his energizing power, in his benevolence, in his help, in, in this wonderful Savior Christ. I know you are faithful. I'm counting on you so I can remain in this assignment year in and year out, day in and day out. Where are you getting your energy? I'm relying on the strength of a faithful God, and he starts making me act like him. I want to be faithful in doing good. And so, stability. And you see, some people, they never can stick with anything. A job, uh, a ministry, they're just all over the board. Faithfulness, steadfastness, being there you can't count on. Because they're all over in their relation with God. They're not counting on his resources. But when we walk in faith towards him, it'll be manifested in faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness and loving him faithfulness in service, faithfulness in every area of our life. He mentions gentleness. What a great word. Do you see that word? Can we put that on any of our epitaphs? They were gentle to be with. (laughs) Uh, it, It really means one who has such a humility about their own person It's humility, and I'm quoting a scholar from England, Burton. It's humility about oneself and submission to God. That means I'm really a submissive, teachable person. And so when I carry out my conduct with you, I don't come out as a smart aleck. You can't teach me. You can't tell me. Because I come with a spirit under control. I'm tamed by the spirit. And it's a difficult word to get a handle on because it has the idea of humility, submissive learner. And it had a gentle, mild friendliness about it. The opposite of it was hard, rough, violent. Christ was meek. He said in 2 Corinthians 10.1, I beseech you by the meekness and gentleness found in Christ. Walk this way. Christ is meek, not weak. Meek does not mean Mr. Milk Toast. It means strength under control. Strength under control. And uh, an inward humility and submission to God that when you come among believers... There's something about a pompous, unteachable, know-it-all person that makes us sick. And you wouldn't ask for their help even if you knew they had the right answer. If you're not spiritual, because you just don't like the way they carry themselves. You're not allowed to carry yourself that way in the church. The smartest person in this church, the one who knows the word the best, ought to be the meekest. The Spirit of God produces humility 
teachability, and we can learn from one another. Let me tell you, the pastoral staff are not the rabbis of the church that walk around, that we speak ex cathedra on everything. If you've got a verse and you know it and you've got insight, I want to hear it because I want to be willing to learn the truth no matter who has it. Are you? Are you teachable? Are you approachable? Well, this is a work of the Spirit that it produces meekness, teachability, and then a kindness towards people because you're acknowledging he's going to use this virtue when we come to chapter 6, restoring a brother with a spirit of gentleness or meekness. How we live it out in the community, the fruit of the Spirit. Then he comes to self-control. And self-control in the Bible primarily always refers to bodily appetites. And what did he list up in the list of the works of the flesh? The first three were sexual sins. The last two were partying sins. Getting drunk, that's bodily. Taking in too much booze. Orgies, parties where you abandon yourself in the use of your body with maybe drugs or alcohol. Back up here, sexual sins, the body not under control. Hear me well, hear me well. The biblical person, the spirit-filled person, does not live their lives based on the body. The body is a tool in subjection to a greater power, the power of the Spirit. So the body is not the control. Bodily appetites, sex, food, drink, uh, whatever, the addictive behaviors of our body. Uh, that's not what it's all about. Our body is a tool of God, and he says... God produces self-control. Hey, can I be pure and be single? Well, it just depends. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Well, yeah, but the question is, can I be pure? No, no, the issue is you must be pure. Well, wait, you you don't know the culture. The culture is bad. When has it not been? It just depends on where you live. The New Testament was written in an immoral culture. Well, I don't know if God could do that. Wait, you, you're hoping you can cast out a demon, but you don't know if God can give you victory over what, the way I use my body. The Spirit produces this fruit. It's one of the manifestations, how I use the body. The big thing today is addictive therapy. I'm addicted to food. That means your body's not under control. I'm addicted to pornography. Uh, It's in my genes. Oh, I know it is. We're born with it. Uh, What's the the answer? Spirit of God? Not a therapist. Spirit of God. Well, I'm addicted to drugs. I, I believe you. What's your favorite one? Prescription meds? Or what you get on the street? Spirit of God. Those who have put faith in Christ have been given the most remarkable power in all the world to transform human character. And it's not a work system. It's not a legalism system. It's the manifestation of a divine life. The Spirit in you is going to produce and manifest love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, self-control. This, and, and you won't even be out here trying to produce love, trying to act like you care. No, it just, it just, that 
My apricot tree doesn't try to act like an apricot tree. Just water it long enough, give it some maturation, and boom, it just manifests the life that's in it and the spirit in you. This is what spirit people look like. Don't use any other template. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians, we don't care if you talk in tongues, we don't care if you prophesy, and we don't care if you have your body burned. If love is not at the core of your motivation, everything you're doing is for naught. For the God who produced the cross isn't trying to produce a bunch of charismanias that have no love for the people they're with. I ask you, do you love the people of God? Do you love the people in this church? This, these are characteristics that's got a flow in the body. Are you critical of this church? God save you or God give you repentance. How dare we be critical of something God's building? The church of fallen, flawed, messed up people like all of us were found in grace. And God's been working on all of us. We're in process, but we've got the only power that can truly change your character from the inside out without being on a treadmill. It's just the Holy Spirit filling you, walking in Him, and by His power, putting to death the negative aspect of the flesh, and by His grace, appropriating, walking, keeping in step with the Spirit. Let me ask you this. Where have you been walking this last week? Where has your mouth, your body, your eyes walked this past week? Have you been into hate, division, criticism, fighting at home, fighting with kids, fighting with a cat, fighting with your mother-in-law? Are you a divisive, contentious person? Cut it out! You're a terrible advertisement for Jesus Christ. Take down your sign that you're a Christian until you decide to live like one. Quit telling people where you go to church. I mean it. Go to another church until you get it figured out. We don't need misrepresentation of Jesus. And by the way, our job is not to represent Valley Bible. Our job is to represent Jesus Christ. He's the head of the church. He's who we represent. What? Walk where the Spirit of God walks, and you will abound in love, joy, peace, and all this. I tell you, I'm tired of meeting cranky saints. I'm tired of being one at times, and I'm tired of trying to answer all the whys. You know what? He's going to conform you to the image of his son, and you may not like how he gets you there, but the potter knows what he's making. Let just say, I rejoice that I'm in such hands. Make me as you want. Our Father, may the Spirit of God produce character in us. It will. There is no, I don't even have to tell you what to do, Lord. We're so good at telling you what to do. We want to ask you, ask you, let us live free from the controlling influences of the flesh on any level, passion, desires, or deeds. And let Christ, let Christ, let Christ be on display 
in our homes, our society, and the church where the family meets, of all places, this fruit ought to abound before these people get out the door. Nine qualities of the fruit of the Spirit should probably be manifested by someone because we love, we have joy, we can be kind, we can be good, not to earn our way to heaven, but as manifestation that we've been plugged into the vine. We have his life flowing through us. Thank God, thank God for such a transforming kind of life. Amen, amen. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Questions, comments about the program, as always, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by giving us a call, 855-833-9864. If you've got a question for Pastor Phil, you can use your smartphone. The Voice Memo app on that smartphone is a great way to reach out to us with your questions, praise reports, and comments. Simply record your question, who you are, where you're calling from, and then email it to us, tftquestions at valleybible.org. Again, that's tftquestions at valleybible.org. And again, as always, you'll find more information about Truth For Today at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. Now, Truth For Today is a listener-supported ministry. We have friends and family members who have come alongside to financially support the ministry to ensure that it continues on this radio station. Would you be a part of that family, that friendship? We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us again. You can securely donate at truthfortodayradio.org or by calling 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Blessed be the name of the Lord.